Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. The U.K. wants tougher laws to prosecute corrupt companies for financial crimes. On Monday at a conference in Cambridge, the Solicitor General Robert Buckland said the weaknesses in our current law result in other jurisdictions holding British companies to account when ours has not. Of course, it's been a dizzying back and forth by the government. Two years ago, companies were breathing easier as lawmakers abandoned the effort to get tougher on economic crimes. And Prime Minister Theresa May threatened to close the serious fraud office this year. Joining us from London is Tony Ahrens, Bloomberg News European team leader. Tony, tell us about the shifting opinions on widening UK corporate liability laws. Well, in general, most people are in favor of tougher, in government at least, are in, t- in favor of tougher corporate crackdowns in these kinds of areas. Sometimes these things get mixed up in different priorities about what the SFO or different rules. But in general, I think most people in government support these kinds of measures. So, Tony, tell us what the law is now. What can the U.K. go after at the moment? Well, I mean, they can go over, and corporate crime, the way the two areas that have been strengthened in the recent years have been tax evasion, which is the rule that's just about to come into force. It brings laws into more into where if corporations uh, allow tax evasion at lower levels of units, the parent companies can be fined and prosecuted. They've also made it, it started out with bribery rules in 2011, where if there were bribes being paid in third world countries to get deals done by low-level salesmen or third-party uh, representatives of the company, the, the whole company could be prosecuted. But just as important uh, was another rule that made things more like the U.S., until about two, three years ago, there were really no settlement agreements in criminal cases. Uh, they're called deferred prosecution agreements here. And that has really made things easier for prosecutors to go after British companies and even some non-British companies. Tony, under the current laws, can a company be charged only if prosecutors can show that senior executives of the company were involved? Well, that's the... The phrase that everyone always uses is the corporate mind. Can they prove that senior executives company knew about the conduct? And that's why it's been very tough, because typically when you go through the evidence, the, the email chains dry up at the mid-manager level. And that's made it very, very hard to go after companies on for corporate liability the way they routinely do in the U.S. So... Prosecutors, anti-corruption lobbyists have been pressing, pre- pressing the government to widen corporate law- liability laws to make them more like the U.S., as, as you've been discussing. So what specific changes are at the top of their, their agenda for what they'd like to see? Now, I asked one of the questions. Is, I think it's good government, but good government doesn't always translate to good politics. Right now, the Theresa May, the prime minister, has been pushing a fairly wide-scale restructuring of UK uh, prosecutors. This SFO could be folded into the National Crime Agency, and there are a lot of opposition to different parts of this legislation, and they've sent it back for review at least a couple times. 
And I think you're not going to get clear changes in the laws about corporate liability until we actually know who the prosecutors will be going down the line. The SFO recently charged Barclays and four of its former executives under the current laws. Is that an argument for the business lobby to leave the law as it is? Well, those are different issues. Uh, Barclays was was charged, but those are fairly high-level executives. There are, there are always restrictions, but we can talk about pending trials here. But I think it's fairly clear that those were high-level executives. So the the strict liability or corporate liability rules wouldn't apply there because normally when you're talking about those kind of things, it's a unit head or a middle manager somewhere. And because it happened at the company, then you could go after the corporate li- the corporate entity. Tony, there's been Our some discussion. Go ahead. Sorry, there's been some discussion here in the U.S. about uh, there was a memo by then acting Attorney General Sally Yates um, or, or former acting Attorney General Sally Yates about the importance of individual liability when it came to corporate fraud. Um, what's going on in the U.K.? Is there a focus on individuals or is it more a focus on, on going after corporations? They've always gone after individuals here. That's been all they could. I think that's why they want to change the law so they can go after corporations. Typically, the U.K. will prosecute fairly mid-level people. Uh, I've been saying over and over, it's mid-level. They find individual people, uh, and the cases don't cause much of a ripple, and they don't lead to very big fines, to be honest. The uh, fines in joint U.S.-U.K. cases, the U.K. fines are dwarfed by the U.S. fines in cases including Siemens and uh, Rolls-Royce. Uh, there are magnitudes of five to six, seven times higher that you'll find the U.S. fines are than the U.K. fines in joint cases. So what happens now? Buckland said that um, the government's call for evidence on corporate criminal liability is completed, and now it's considering submissions. So explain it to us. who We don't know anything about the U.K. system. Well, it's, just, it's they very much like to make proposals. The governments will make proposals, and they'll ask interested parties to respond to them. We're in that place where they'd ask interested parties to make uh, submissions to the government. The government will review those submissions, and they might change their proposals in light of that, or drop them, or make them stronger. And then the proposals go to Parliament, and Parliament will make a decision on what they're going to do. So, looking at uh, looking ahead and at all you know, will in the next year, will there be a difference in the, in the laws in the U.K. as far as uh, corporate financial crime? You know, as you said earlier, going into this piece, it's been two years now. Um, it, it hasn't been on the top of the legislative agenda. And with Brexit, it's quite unlikely that it's going to be on the top of the legislative agenda for a little while. Theresa May very much wants her legacy to be more than Brexit and wants to push ahead different domestic policies. But there's only so much time in the parliamentary schedule, and Brexit's going to be taking up an awful lot of that. Have there been groups, there are a lot of, you know, lobbying groups in the U.S., and uh, especially for attorneys, um, have there been a lot of lobbying groups that are pushing against these laws? I'm not familiar with any, at least not that uh, come up openly and say we're, we're against rules that crack down. Particularly on money laundering, that's one of the big areas here. Uh, money laundering, the U.S. has been much, much more successful at prosecuting money laundering than the U.K. has. 
And that's been something people have been focusing on. And it, it doesn't make good PR to come out and say we're against laws that make uh, corporate entities uh, more responsible for money laundering that goes on within their, uh, within their corporate structure. Thank you, Chuck. They do find ways, seem to find ways here to say that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on Bloomberg Law. That's Tony Ahrens. He's Bloomberg News European team leader. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.